Another Way to Play, episode 63. Every single day, like we wake up to our phones. A lot of the times we just end up scrolling and consuming and liking other people's content. I challenge you guys now to just stop doing that and start creating your own content. Your friends, your family, your fans, like they need to be led. They need leadership and somebody to just start putting out some valuable advice and encouraging notes and encouraging videos that can lift people's spirits. Hey guys, this is Zach Benson, founder of Assistagram. If you want to learn to make the next chapter of your life better than the last, then you should be listening to Another Way to Play with my good friend, Hans Struzina. Welcome to Another Way to Play, your wake-up call to finally make a difference by creating a life defined by freedom. This is about entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and industry professionals that have left the 9-to-5 rat race behind by taking that personal leap from where they were to where they want to be. It's time to stop going through the motions, stop hitting the snooze button on your life, and get the insight and inspiration to make the next chapter of your life better than your last. This is Another Way to Play with your host, Hans Struzina. This is Another Way to Play. I am your host, Hans Struzina, and I believe that if you trade hours for dollars, you will never achieve true freedom in your life. Today's guest is someone that I feel fortunate to call a friend, Zach Benson. Zach is the founder of Assistagram.us and one of the best Instagram marketers in the world. Uh, He founded Assistagram to help empower hundreds of influencers such as John Lee Dumas, Russell Brunson, and several Fortune 500 companies to cut through the noise and connect with their target audience organically. In this one, we talk about Zach's story, how he started off as an adopted kid from South Korea. He's awkward, shy, didn't really know what direction he was going to go in until he found dance. Once he got into dance, uh, that took him in a very different direction, and he ended up building a huge career out of it. He was charging $1,000 an hour to put on workshops. He was dancing in over 50 countries at different events and teaching people. And then he hurt his back. Ultimately, that ended his dancing career, but started his Instagram career. And from there, he talked about how he's done things like join the Two Comma Club with Russell Brunson and landed major big time clients like Russell Brunson and John Lee Dumas and some others and built a business that's multiple seven figures. So before we get into that, if you get value out of this one, and I know you will, please head over to iTunes, leave me a rating and review because it really helps me grow and get better, uh, provide more value to you guys as the listeners, plus obviously helps a few more people find the show as well. So without any further ado, let's just go ahead and get into it with my buddy, Zach Benson. Zach, man, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm really excited to have you on. Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me, Hans. Appreciate it. Excited to be here. Yeah, man. Well, we got into your bio. You've, you, like we were talking about before we hit record, you've got a lot of cool stuff happening. And I definitely want to get into some of what you're doing now and some of the Instagram stuff. But before we go there, let's just talk about uh, building some context. Where did your journey begin? Yeah. So it actually all started in South Korea. I was born there and then adopted by my parents in Iowa. That's where I am now, actually. And, um, you know, growing up for me was hard, right? Because 
man, it's Iowa, right? Middle of nowhere, <laughs> cows, farms, sweet corn, right? There's not much to do. And so here's this Asian guy and, you know, that looked different and spoke different. So I couldn't say the letter R until I was in my 20s. I had a speech impediment. And growing up for me in Iowa was was hard just because of those two reasons. And, you know, I didn't participate in class. I got really bad grades. And even my parents, they're like, I don't think Zach's going to do that much. Like he's going to be a juvenile delinquent and, you know, be a mess up. And so, you know, I, I didn't have a good childhood and, and life wasn't looking too good for me until I found dance, right? And dance changed my life. It became my fire, something I was passionate about. But that's a little bit of background of like my story. Man. So I was just a very quiet kid. Like nowadays people see me on stages, see me speaking all over the world. And, you know, I wasn't like that when I first started out. I was just a very quiet, quiet kid. It's interesting because that's something you and I have in common. Like, obviously, I'm not from South Korea necessarily, but struggling in school as an early age and then from a learning disability on my side and then deciding not to participate in class and feeling different and all that sort of stuff, it changes you. And and, and then you said, and then I found dance. And for me, mine was organized sports, specifically football, and then it parlayed into other stuff. But what was it about the dance and I believe it's breakdance, but what was it about dance that got you? Yeah. So kind of like you, right. I love sports. Like I was physically gifted, right. And talented. Like I was always winning um, presidential fitness awards and, you know, pretty good at sports. And so, you know, it was just one of those things where it was just like something that I was, I just really excelled at and I was really good at and it built a ton of confidence, right. It's boosted my self-esteem. Here's this quiet kid who never talked. And now I'm like, in the middle of, you know, at high school dances doing breakdance battles in the circles, right? And so cool for people to see this other side of me. And it was good for me just to use dance as a creative outlet, right? So I was able to express myself through these actions. And, you know, at that time, I didn't feel like it could do so with words. And so to me, it was a platform to find myself, right? Because I was like, okay, now that I have this confidence, now I found something that I'm good at. Like, I'm going to go all in with it and do it all over the world. And, you know, you've heard a little bit about my story, but yeah, I was on So You Think You Can Dance and Mm -hmm. um, taught in 50 countries. And towards the end of my career, I made around $1,000 an hour just teaching workshops. Wow. And so when you found dance in in your school age, and then you sort of rode that wave, so to say, into some pretty big places. Not everybody goes to that level with their hobby at that age, right? Like a lot of kids pick up an instrument or do drama or something and you took it and you just like blew it up and did something pretty outstanding with it, traveling all over the world, entering dance competitions and what have you. What do you think separated you from sort of everyone else around you who was just kind of like dabbling and having fun with it? You know, it's always been a dream of mine to just like simply get invited, have like somebody like from another country pay for my airplane ticket, pay for my hotel, invite me to their country, wine and dine me, show me around and then pay for my services. Right. And so I was like, man, how cool would it be to like just to get somebody, a random person to do that and bring me around the world. And so I always had this like deep desire and and fire like inside of me that I was just like, this is something that I want to do. And no matter what, I'm going to figure out a way and make it happen. 
And I've always been a pretty disciplined person and a person that takes action. So when I see something that I want to do, I just make it happen and I do that. But the other thing is, is I never give up. So I'm not afraid of rejection. I'm not afraid of looking bad. I'm not afraid of failing dozens and dozens of times until, you know, I get what I want. So I think what really separates me and from the other dancers is that. And then also a lot of them are just like creatives they don't have a business mind. They don't know so much about PR and marketing and branding and selling and scaling and growing a business. And so I think those are the two things that kind of separate us. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting that you had that big vision, but then you, you did the things to go attack. And one of the things you said is you weren't afraid of failure, but I want to dig on in on that for just a second, because I've heard a lot of people say that, myself included, like I was okay failing if I was out there trying at my rowing practice and competition, if I gave it my best effort, but it didn't make it easy. It didn't make it comfortable when I failed and it definitely wasn't fun. And so for you, how did you build that muscle and manage it so that you got to a point where a failure was just part of the process as opposed to the end? Yeah. Um, I guess I learned pretty quickly while I was watching like, so you think you can dance, right? So I grew up watching that as a kid and I'd see these like same guys and girls over and try out an audition over and over again and then finally make it. Right. And so then I was like, okay, well, if it took them several times in auditions and failures, right, then that's just part of the process. That's normal. Mm. That's what you have to do. And so I just kind of took that and I was like, okay, this is, this is just part of the process that everybody has to go through to get what they want to reach success. And it sounded like you had this big, huge goal at the end that was it was big enough to pull you through some of those failures, aside from it just sort of being a stepping stone, like having that yeah. big, huge goal that means something to you. Because everyone says, you know, I want to be a power lifter like Ronnie Goleman, but no one wants to lift these heavy ass weights, right? Yes. Um, or I want to be a millionaire, but like, what does that actually mean? But you had a real tangible solid vision and a goal that was driving you through, which I think is the difference or one of the differences, right? Yes. Yeah. And so you got to the point towards the end of your dance career, you're making a thousand bucks an hour traveling all over the place, giving these, these workshops, you know, competing and doing these various things. And then it ended, right? I was in India about ready to perform and during warm up, I fell and I hurt my back you know, I told the guy, I was like, I don't think I can dance tonight. But he was like, you know, everybody's here for you. Like I flew you out. Like you got to dance, right? You're the star of the show. Right. And so I was like, okay. And so I did, right. I danced again. I performed, but the whole thing just, it ended in a matter of like 50 seconds and I fell and hurt myself and was rushed to the hospital. And the doctor was like, you know, I don't think you can dance again, Zach. You're going to have to have surgery. And that was the end of my career. And, um, you know, after that, I just became depressed. I didn't know what I was going to do because I didn't have a plan B. And so became depressed and I became out of shape. And, you know, what happened was the same guy who got me into dancing, an elementary school, high school friend of mine, called me up and was like, Zach, you know, I know you're going through some hard times. I know you're depressed. But listen, like, you know, I got this opportunity for you, like me and my brother, you're making a ton of money on Instagram. Why don't you invest some money with us and, and let's purchase an account together. And so with my last $10,000, I did just that. And 
I ended up owning 10% of a 400,000 follower account. And we used that account to just simply grow other people's accounts. We advertised on it and we rinsed and repeated the process, right? And then used that money to buy and acquire more accounts. And fast forward today, we have a 240 million network on Instagram, right? Some accounts we own, some accounts that we're partnered with and influencers that work with us. And we're growing some of the top brands in the world. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool how it all happened. So that initial reach out, you're in the dumps, you had this really abrupt hit the brick wall moment in India at this dance competition. And from a matter of, I'm assuming a couple of days, you're at a high, high, and now you're on your couch and you probably can't walk very well. And then luckily your buddy came along and said, Hey, I've, I've got an opportunity. Here it is. And, and enter Instagram and then ultimately a Instagram. but you weren't necessarily on Instagram before. And, and did you have any experience coming into it or were you coming into this business totally cold? Yeah, totally cold, just like dance. But I was like, okay, if we already have a big account, we can leverage it and use it to connect with other influencers, grow their social media presences. And, you know, it's just like anything in life, right? It's like things can be learned, right? Even if you're not good at business right now, or you don't know how to leverage press and podcasts and you know you don't know about this stuff right this is stuff that you can learn so I just went all in like I did with dancing I bought courses I paid people for for power hours I was like hey you know you have a huge following can I pay you can you teach me and you know I just went all in man and and learned every little thing that I could about Instagram and you know even still to this day we're constantly learning yeah, creating our yeah. own strategies. And part of that, I'm sure, is necessity. And part of that is just the entrepreneur in you. Because the Instagram algorithm and just the, the rules of the road, so to speak, have changed drastically, even just in the last couple of years. But over the time that you've been in the business, I imagine. Kind of diving in a little tactically now, it's April 2020. We're in the middle of the COVID thing. A lot of people have a lot of time on their hands and are thinking about their personal brands and their online strategies aside from trying to keep themselves safe, of course, and all that. Um, what kind of things are you seeing work out there that, that someone can implement if they're trying to make the most of their time sheltering in place? Well, the biggest piece of advice I can tell you guys is to take initiative and just put something out there, right? I mean, every single day, like we wake up to our phones and a lot of the times we just end up scrolling and consuming and liking other people's content. I challenge you guys now to just stop that, stop doing that and start creating your own content. And so, you know, your friends, your family, your fans, like they need to be led. They need leadership and somebody to just start putting out some stuff, valuable advice and encouraging notes and encouraging videos that can lift people's spirits. So Mm -hmm. as far as the content creation goes, I mean, you know, right now, let's face it, everybody is depressed. Everybody is kind of in a weird state of mind. Talk about like the different times in your life where maybe you lost a big deal. Like it was a big, you know, on you do real estate, right? It's like, you can talk about a time when you lost a big deal and it didn't go through, but then the things that you learned from it and you can tie it back to business. Right. And so it could be an encouraging post where it's like, Hey, I'm in the same spot. I've, I've experienced it too, but this is how I handled it. And this is what I learned. Right. And so we all have these stories and these experiences that, and things that have happened to us. So 
I'd say now is the best time to be vulnerable, to be authentic, and to be real with the people that have been following you and that are that you've been friends with for years. Like it's time to share that and put it out to the world, right? Because they need to hear that. Yeah, man, that's that's fantastic advice. Because I think a lot of the time you hear, especially from influencers and social media gurus and everybody in between, put out good quality content, but then no one talks about what good quality content actually is. Like it's sort of become like a buzzword, I feel like. And your example of like, just share your experience, share a failure that you had, something that other people can relate to, a story and tie it back to your business or your brand, or even if you don't have a formal business, you know, tying it back to you in some way or something that other people can resonate with in some way, that is the content. Like that's the good quality content that he's talking about. And that a lot of those people are talking about, but don't give uh, a description to just like you did. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, you know, it's better to just put something out and see what happens and see how people respond. Right. You know, and they're it's better than nothing. It's interesting that you say that because I think a one theme that a lot of the guests on the show have have mentioned is a knowing themselves and knowing what they like, they don't like, what they're good at, what they're bad at, and using that information to their advantage. But then another one is that they got out there and they tried and they were willing to to fail and willing to fall backwards and take a step forward, two steps back kind of stuff. But if they kept doing it over time they're going to be better off than if they just sat still the entire time. And so what you're telling us is like, if you have an idea of a post or you have an idea of a photo or a video, make it, throw it out there, see what happens. But I have one immediate counter thought to that is a lot of people will say, if you, if you make a bad post or you um, have something that you put out that's you know, negative or controversial or deemed as such, like you could actually do a lot more harm to yourself. Like where, where do you think you draw that line between taking action and making consistent posts and having something that's potentially going to harm you? Yeah. For me personally, man, I mean, I never put out like any really negative content, any political stuff. I'm just always posting about positive and encouraging stuff and being vulnerable about my mistakes and my failures. Right. And, you know, when you do that and you're vulnerable and you show people the real you and and show people how you've messed up, but you've learned from your mistakes, like everybody can grow from that. So first think about the types of stuff that you want to talk about. Like I wouldn't talk about like some really touchy subjects, you know, where that could set people off or, you know, especially in these times, like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you want to be careful about that. And then, you know, let's say that your post doesn't do too well and you don't get a lot of likes or you don't get a lot of comments. Like, I mean, who cares? It doesn't really matter, right? Don't delete it just because it didn't get a lot of engagement. Like, um, even if one person can see it or view it and it helps them, I mean, that could be a life changer. When I was like first starting out and I didn't really have a personal brand, this guy randomly he wanted to do a Facebook live interview with me and, you know, I agreed to it and I said, yes. And I had no idea who was watching. There's only like two people liked the video. It was like me and then this other random person. And what happened, long story short, was like this girl who owned this big PR agency was watching and she reached out to me after the interview. Hey, I want to buy an Instagram account. I want to travel the world for free like you. And, you know, I gave her a good deal 
we became friends. And then because of that connection, because of my willingness to take a random interview with a stranger and do a Facebook live, she connected me to a Forbes contributor and was like, Zach, like you need to like be on this girl's podcast. And you know, she's a good friend and she'd love to interview you. And everybody who's on her podcast gets a free Forbes article. And I was like, that's how it happened. So what I'm telling you guys is like, you never know who's reading or listening or watching. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, be careful. But then the second thing that I want to encourage you guys to do is just simply don't be afraid to put yourself out there and, and put something out. Don't be afraid of rejection or of what people say or afraid of looking bad. Just go into it with the best intentions in mind and hope yeah. for the best. Yeah. I love that, man. Instagram specifically, I know you've got a few other things going on now, but like just as a platform in general, because I hear this a lot in my industry, I'm in real estate. It's an older demographic of agents. I think we're like at 58, 59 and a half average age for an agent in this country And a lot of people are like, yo, that's for the young kids. That's too advanced for me. It's the same thing that people are saying about TikTok right now. But what do you see on that platform? And why do you think it's a valuable platform for folks to be on right now? Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, is that like Facebook acquired Instagram several years ago. And that Mm -hmm. was a very smart move, right? So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, same company. Now, just organic reach wise, right? impressions wise, the shift has been changing, right? So now Facebook is down here. It's lower than Instagram. So there's more organic reach and more opportunity on Instagram. So if you guys aren't on the platform, now's your chance to get on it because there is still opportunity to grow organically. If you know what you're doing and and you know the hacks and the strategies, right? Mm -hmm. You can simply just post and grow. Like if you take a look at my page, Zach Vacay, it's just growing. We've never spent a dime, a penny on growing the page. We're just simply posting and growing it. But the reasons why you should be on Instagram, the benefits, right? There's dozens of reasons. The biggest reason I'd tell you guys, like, okay, if you're like on the edge and thinking, Did I go on Instagram or not? Is it going to be a waste of time? Do I want to learn another platform, right? Anytime that you can be omnipresent and be on multiple platforms and and be everywhere, that can be a good thing. But let's say that you've already mastered Facebook or you've already mastered LinkedIn. Then it's time to create another traffic source. And Mm -hmm. Instagram is perfect for that. You can show people pictures and videos. You can do IGTV, which is like YouTube. You can go live. You can do, you know, stories just like Facebook, right? But you got to think that someday these customers of yours, they're going to grow up, right? And so it's time now to start kind of, I don't want to say brainwashing them. No, like introducing them to your content and who you are and your business and what you're about. Mm -hmm. No, right? Because they do have parents that check their pages. They do have friends that are older, right? And so Instagram really is now like people ages 30 and and to to 50. I mean, people are using that as much as Facebook. Yep. Yeah, my in-laws are on Instagram. And I know for a fact because they like all my stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
and they're they're on there just as much to see their grandson, my nephew, uh, the photos of him as they are to see anything else. So there, there is a demographic available on that platform that is not just a bunch of high school kids posting selfies anymore. Yes, the game has changed. Speaking of the game has changed, you said if yes. you know a few of the hacks, a few of the like basic things that someone can do. What are some of those that are still working? Because it's, it's a moving target with how the algorithm works, but there are some yeah. things that always are continuing to work, not necessarily always. But what are a couple of those things that people should be aware of if they want to be strategic with their Instagram growth? So if you look at my page at Zach Vacay, it's all reposted content. We have people like on my team in my company that or on the hunt, like searching for content that they think has viral potential. So what I'm talking about, guys, is we've trained them to see like and spot videos that have viral potential. So we basically go on Instagram, we open up the home page, we explore the content that's out there that's created by other people. And what we do, for example, I, I help a lot of tourism boards, luxury brands and companies and hotels. And so basically my content is all travel related because that's what I'm always doing. I'm always speaking everywhere and traveling and going to these countries. And so what, what we're doing is we're simply reposting other people's travel content onto my Zach Vacay page, my personal account, giving them credit and then using engagement groups to make it go viral. Now engagement groups. So the first thing that I want to teach you, like reposted content, find content that is well done that's from other influencers and people that you admire and respect repost it onto your page because it's going to get their followers to take interest into your page and maybe follow you and the second thing is is pair that reposted content with what's called an engagement group okay so an engagement group is you and 14 other people liking and commenting on each other's posts throughout the day now 2020 algorithm is different. The algorithms are smarter. Before, you could do these automated groups. People had these things and these tools where they could just get you a bunch of likes and comments in a 15-minute window. Mm-hmm. And that would just like make it go crazy and you'd get thousands of followers. Now, it doesn't work. Now, automation no longer really exists. So mm-hmm. we're having to do all of these groups manually. And now, 2020 algorithm, how to hit the algorithm is you want to have receive engagement several times throughout the day because Instagram then sees that your post is doing well. It's being engaged from people from all over the world multiple times throughout the day. And that's what can create a viral effect. So those two things still do work. And these are the exact strategies that I'm talking to you guys Mm -hmm. about is what I do for my own page. Yeah. And I'd heard that the Instagram model was going to get rid of likes and all that sort of thing, but, and whether, and I don't know if they are or not, the little heart button's still there last time I checked, but generally what I understand they're moving towards is real interaction, not, not sort of paying for likes and using a bot to sort of boost your post and do it artificially. They really want real people engaging with other real people on the platform. Is that kind of a fair thing to say? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Right on, man. And and an engagement group, just for those of you who don't understand, like basically you would go on in the direct messages, the little airplane that's down there. You can you can send a direct message to someone. Well, you can do a, a room, just like a chat room with up to 15 people in it. And then when you go to post, 
once you've created that chat room, you hit the little airplane button, you send your post to that room. And then the idea is everybody in your room sees it, gets a notification, goes and clicks it and says, Hey, that's fantastic. Very cool. Gives you a thumbs up, gives you a like, and then that sort of tells the algorithm that it's doing well and to boost it out. Yeah. And if you see my personal account, like right here, like you see all of those groups, these are all of the groups that my VAs are in. And we also do like one-on-ones, right? So we reach out to people, send them our video directly to their inbox. And we see, um, you know, like and comment on, on this recent posts, like Mm -hmm. let's, let's trade, right? Like you engage with me, I'll engage with you and vice versa. And, um, they do that all day. So, and that's as easy as you can go into the people in your office or you can go into your friends who you know have Instagram accounts. You can all create one of these. And as long as you commit to actually going in there and doing the action of engaging, it can be valuable to help you start to grow your account organically. Yes. Yep. Man, so this this is great advice. Um, we're getting to the end of the time and I want to talk about really what you've transitioned into more, which is helping people broadly with their personal brands. Like you've really got the Instagram thing dialed in, but where are you going now and where are you taking your business and what's new and exciting for you these days? Yeah, so the most important thing to people is is your name, like who you are, right? And so what matters is like not only who do you know, but who knows you. and so. A lot of people, when they come to us, they're like, hey, we, we want to grow our Instagram. But actually, you know, before you start growing your Instagram, you should do this, you should do that. And so now we're transitioning to becoming more of a growth agency. So we have the PR side, we have the paid media side, and then we have the funnels, right? So we drive traffic and we help them monetize. But just like, as far as like free value and, you know, just like talking about building a personal brand, you know, I hustled, right? Like when I first started teaching dance, nobody knew about me. Nobody would hire me. Like I'd knock on doors, I'd call people, I'd email them, but I'd get no replies or I'd I'd hear no. And the reason why I didn't get these jobs was because I didn't have a personal brand. I didn't have a personal website. I didn't have references and testimonials. Nobody knew about me. I didn't have a professional video that showed like my dance choreography and my workshops, my teachings. I didn't have any of that and I wasn't on TV. And so if you guys really want to take things to the next level and get paid premium prices for your services, you need to invest and grow your personal brand, right? And so mm-hmm. there's the hustle way and then there's the paid strategy way, right? And But, mm-hmm. you know, I hustled like all the time. So it's really about just creating your story thinking about your struggles, your, your weaknesses, your failures, yeah. and pitching it to people and, and talking about your successes and, and making friends with people who, who are podcast hosts and, <laughs> and definitely, you know, have a good network. Really, really well said. Um, you know, if someone has the idea that they want to boost up their personal brand, whether they're a real estate agent or they're another type of salesperson or they want to be an influencer, it's important to consider how many followers you have and whether you're going to pay for those or you're going to hustle and do it organically. But there's another component here, which is how do you monetize that on the back end? Think of it as the top end of a funnel, right? For those of you who are listening, 
if you can dump Instagram and YouTube and an email list and all this stuff right down the funnel and you get to a certain point that hopefully you lose people, but you get some sales and then out the bottom comes your, comes your money, right? But if you don't have those mechanisms down the road to capture that money that you're going to put into your brand back, that's one of the things that I find, at least as I'm building my personal brand and my real estate practices, that's fantastic. I can run some ads, but if I don't have a, some reasonable way or, or good offering to capture them down the road, like it's all just money spent for the sake of spending money. Well, okay. Yeah. So you need both, right? So this is a good, good thing to talk about, right? So, I mean, I just got off a call with somebody before this and, you know, he heard me on Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad radio show, right? So mm-hmm. he's like, he reached out to me on LinkedIn. He's like, I saw you like in, in Robert's live stream and, you know, I want to set up a call with you, right? And what happened, you know, my, my sales guys was busy. So I took the call and I just did a Facebook call with him and he's like, I want to sign up with you because I heard you on Robert Kiyosaki's podcast and I know you guys are legit. So he instantly like that trust was instantly built. You know, I'm already sold. Like I just want to sign up, you know, mm-hmm. and cause he already heard my talk. So, right. you know, it's hard to have like a direct like ROI of like what, what building a personal brand can give you. Right. It's not like, Hey, I'm going to spend so much on ads and I'm going to make this much money. Right. Right. Like you can, you can kind of figure that out on like Facebook, right? If you have optimized funnel and ads, right? Right. Now, personal brand is more of a brand play, but you need that street cred and that social proof to see, seal these high level deals. But then you need a lead magnet, right? So maybe they, they saw your podcast. They heard you speak. They saw you, your video. Okay. That builds authority. That builds trust. That builds credibility, social proof okay, then what do you have to offer them, right? And you have to make it really easy. Okay, hey, click on this button, get this free guide or get this free strategy call and and we're going to help you with this, 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 this and that for free, right? You know, or a free coaching call if you're a coach mm-hmm. and, or maybe two free coaching calls and then you seal them on a deal for like 4,000 month coaching deal for a year. But you have to provide something of value. Um, yeah. But what I'm telling you guys is just like, straight up like bare bones. Like I, I built my business to a multi-million dollar business in less than a couple of years without any of this fancy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Without funnels, without any ads, just straight up hustle, networking, doing things for free, getting in front of the right people, getting on the right stages, getting on the right podcasts and just doing it that way. Right yeah. now I'm investing in the funnels and yep. the back end and the ads and a paid media strategy, right? Thank you for bringing that up because you're right. Like building credibility out there, like as I've continued to put content out, you know, I've had more opportunities. I've had people reach out to me because of they hear me on the show, they hear me on other people's shows. Um, they, they follow me on Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever. I see I'm putting out good stuff and then they reach out for something and then, you know, maybe that leads to a sale later or whatever. So there is value in putting content out, but I also want to say that, you know, the paid strategy, media buying and some of these things that start to get pretty pricey, like making sure that if you're going to start taking yourself to the next level, that you have a bit of a platform to recapture some of that, just mostly from a business strategy, I guess was where I was going with that. Yes, exactly. 
So right on. definitely need both because you want to make sure that you, you have a system in process, right? Once you get the leads, who's going to take the call? What's going to happen? Who's going to fulfill? Like yep. you have to set that stuff up, but you know, you might as well just get started and do something and take action and then you know, Agreed. put these things in place later. It starts with action, no doubt, man. Well, yeah. Zach, this has been awesome. Thank you for your time. I'm going to transition us to the last section of the show called the Focus Five. Same five questions I ask every guest on every show. Are you ready? Yep, let's do it. First question, what book have you gifted most often? The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. It's about doing small things, small things compound and add up to big results. But... You can either do them or not do them. But if you do them consistently over a long period of time, they can really change your life. If you could get an hour of somebody's time, past or present, live or dead, and ask as many questions as you wanted, who would that person be and why? Um, you know, a lot of names come to mind, but I guess I would really like to talk to... Um, Bill Gates, just because it would be an interesting conversation to talk about life for Barack Obama, those two mm-hmm. would be fun just to have a conversation with. Absolutely. What is one thing that you believe that most people would disagree with you on? Um, maybe aliens. <laughs> <laughs> that you believe they're real or not? Yeah, they're real. Right on. They're real. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. How do you start your day? <laughs> um, yeah, aliens are cool. I've, <laughs> um, I've seen like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, Other than searching yes. for aliens on, in outer space, how do you start your day? <laughs> yeah, how, okay, how, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. How I start my day, um, usually with a big glass of water and then I work out. And after that, um, eat breakfast and check emails and get ready for the day. Pretty straightforward. I love it. Yeah. Zach, this has been awesome. What is the best place we can connect with you online? Yeah. I mean, guys, you can go to the website, um, assistagram.us. If you want to grow your personal brand and grow your Instagram account, we'll take it, take care of all that for you. Um, and then if you want to connect with me on Instagram, my Instagram is at Zach Vake. And uh, would yeah, would love to connect, hear your story, figure out you know ways that we can help each other. Absolutely, and I'm definitely a huge fan of Zach's. I've worked with Assistagram before, and uh, they can tell you that they're definitely the real deal. I can also tell you that Zach is a great guy. Obviously, gives a ton of value when you can chat with him, and uh, someone that I'm really glad to know. So, Zach, man, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate yeah. your time, and have Thank a good you rest so of your much. day, and stay safe, stay healthy. Yeah, thanks a lot. And that's a wrap for today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode with Zach. If you want to connect with him, head over to Instagram. He's at Zach VK, like vacation, but shorter. Easy to find. He's got the blue check mark, posts some really great content. And then you can also go check out assistagram.us if you're interested in the Assistagram service and some of the other stuff they have going on and they're offering to their clients. And if you want to connect with me directly, head down to the show notes, get on my Calendly link and uh, get on my calendar. Let's have a chat. Let's get to know each other a little bit better. I'd love to connect with you. I'm really enjoying those. 
conversations so far with people who are listening and cannot wait to hear what you have to say and how uh, it can keep providing value to you. So without any further ado, we're going to sign it off for today. This is Hans Strazina, host of Another Way to Play. And remember to make every chapter better than the last. Thanks for joining in for this episode of Another Way to Play, making the next chapter of your life better than your last. For more insights and inspiration to help you make that personal leap, be sure to engage with Hans on social media and get your questions answered right here on the show. Reach out to Hans at Chief SNAH on Instagram, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Another Way to Play.